1: Welcome to our number two this Friday, right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the Spiz Grids Network. I am Ben Stevens. The Friday vibes are high here on TMA as we get you set for your weekend. Another triple header in NBA postseason action tonight. The Phoenix Suns, the nightcap, on the road, a one-and-a-half-point favorite against New Orleans. The Miami Heat, a one-and-a-half-point road favorite in the first game of the three tonight in Atlanta. And the Bucks, a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road in Chicago. Plenty more previews in this second hour. And we'll even look at the Saturday slate a little bit later on. But to begin our number three, we go to the Diamond. Major League Baseball. Yesterday was getaway day for a lot of teams around the bigs. And it was not a good getaway day for the San Francisco Giants. In fact, it wasn't a great trip to the Big Apple for San Fran. They lose three of four games against the Mets. And New York now has the most wins in all of MLB. A 10-4 record. For Buck Showalter in the Amazons to begin this year in a very impressive performance in a big series against the Giants who entered on a five-game winning streak. The Mets win the series finale yesterday 6-2 to two over the Giants. The Mets now, as I said, 10-4, booked as a favorite in six of their last seven games. Cookie Carrasco, otherwise known as Carlos, his first time pitching into the eighth inning yesterday in almost three years he was sensational seven and two-thirds only given up two earned and struck out seven giants but maybe the story of this series was offensively for the Mets who by the metrics have the best offense so far in this young major league baseball season Francisco Lindor three of five yesterday his fourth home run of the year already he had seven hits in this series overall against the Giants for three RBIs and we'll look at what that means for Frankie in terms of the National League MVP odds in just a moment but the Mets have the best ERA of any starting staff in all of Major League Baseball they have the best offense in all of MLB it has been an amazing start for the Amazons here so far for the New York Mets in this young Major League Baseball season not much movement And the National League pennant odds, even based on this one series, that makes sense. It's only April. It's only one series. It's very early on. But the Mets are now tied for the second-best price to win the National League pennant at plus 600 alongside their divisional rivals in the Atlanta Braves. The Dodgers remain a short favorite. The Dodgers will be the short favorite all year long. The Dodgers technically have the best win percentage in all of Major League Baseball. Nine and three start straight up for L.A. this year. Plus 240, the price on the dodgers the giants plus 700 alongside their divisional foes in the san diego padres the brewers have moved down this board a slow start but milwaukee starting to figure things out they're plus 750 the mets and the braves as we showed you there in the national league pennant the same price at plus 600 but it's the mets with a slightly better odds perspective to win their own division in the national league east new york now the favorite at plus 135 compare that to atlanta at plus 155 and although they have the same price in the national league pennant odds a distinction in the national league east odds again francisco Lindor, yesterday after a sluggish first season in a new york mets uniform has looked a lot better this time around early on in 2022 three of five yesterday his fourth home run of the year seven total hits in the series against the giants and a welcome right now to our sports grid radio audience here on the second hour of the morning after on a friday sirius xm channel 159 all of our terrestrial radio affiliates now in the mix as well i am ben Stevens. so francisco lindor starting to back up that play and we're seeing it reflected in the odds market for the national league most valuable player. Frankie now the third best odds, 10 to one behind Juan Soto from the Washington Nationals and Ronald Acuna Jr. for the Atlanta Braves. It's interesting when you look at those numbers in the National League MVP market because Juan Soto plays for the Nats. They're not going to be all that great this year from a straight-up record perspective, especially in comparison to the Mets within that own division. But Juan Soto was the preseason favorite, still the favorite at plus 400 ronald acuña jr hasn't even played yet as he recovers from an acl injury at plus 750 is there value on francisco lindor after this hot start of 10 to 1 i would say so as we continue going around the national league pablo lopez sensational yesterday against the st louis cardinals who entered having covered in five straight games on the run line were seven and three straight up yesterday looking for the sweep of the miami marlins but then they ran in to pablo lopez seven innings of shutout baseball yesterday just three hits allowed in a season-high nine strikeouts Pablo Lopez now the best ERA in all of MLB 0.52 0.52 that is a really good ERA the best in all of the bigs he has only allowed one earned run that came back in his first start against the San Francisco Giants we are awaiting history in the american league and for the detroit tigers miguel cabrera entered yesterday against the yankees in that series finale with 2999 hits he went 0 for 3 with two strikeouts yesterday against the pinstripes but then he walked up to the dish with runners on second and third in the bottom half of the eighth inning comerica park on their feet and aaron boone decides to issue an intentional walk to miggy the right move from a baseball perspective a one nothing game at the time to load the bases with two outs but denied us a chance at history, so it became Aaron Boo! No, the boos were raining out into Detroit in a big way yesterday. Miguel Cabrera, on the brink of history, we go streets of New York, up next. Back right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM channel 159. I am Ben Stevens, joined now by our executive producer in the mornings here on the grid. It is Alex Fasano, also our field producer out in the streets each and every week when we go out there for Benny and the Bats. And we want to engage with the people of New York. We want to engage with the public here in Manhattan and often have some fun, especially on a Friday, right, Fasano?
2: Hey, happy Friday, Ben. Good to be back. We got playoff basketball. We got baseball in full effect. USFL football. I mean, this is a great time in sports right now. But Ben, let me ask, how have you been uh, taking the NBA playoffs so far? Are you satisfied with the kind of play that these guys have left out there on the court so far this postseason?
1: Certainly so. I have enjoyed it all. There have been many comical moments. Like Carl Anthony Towns saying, wait till we get back to Minnesota (laughs) for game three. And then blowing two. 25 point leads in the same game against the Memphis Grizzlies. We have had our fair share of drama. The playoff action has been exciting. Brooklyn and Boston living up to the hype. I'm a very happy man right now. Alex. Oh, yeah, definitely. Almost as happy as that baby
2: who was dabbing up Devin Booker the other day. Great, great viral moment, unfortunately, you know, Booker now on on the injury reports. But that's okay. You know, he made the shot, and that's all that matters, you know. Just like one of our founding fathers, Alexander Hamilton, once said, he's not throwing away his shot. So let's see how the public of New York City did in this week's episode of Benny and the Bats.
1: Buzzer beers, game-winning jump shots in the closing seconds that decide an NBA championship. You got to score in the NBA playoffs if you want to win. Today, we hit the streets of Manhattan to find out who New Yorkers want to take their shot with to win the NBA championship. Who's your favorite NBA team? I don't know. Uh, the
0: Knicks, unfortunately.
1: The Orlando Magic, baby. Next year, 2023. Always next year for the Magic. Here, whatever team goes in, that's the team you're rooting for for the rest of the NBA playoffs. That's a big decision. Are you ready? Yes. With the title on the line. And he's a favorite of the favorites, the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul, this is this year. Oh, and it's in, oh, cash in one. And your favorite team is the Boston Celtics. Oh, and you are a fan for the rest of the NBA playoffs for the Boston Celtics. How would you describe the city in Boston in one word? Uh, trash. Oh, one try wonder. And your team is the Toronto Raptors. That's not, okay. <laughs> Oh, like the Lakers, your season is over. The form is great. A little bit deeper this time, and it goes in. And, sir, you are now a fan of the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, God forbid. And he got it, and his team for the rest of the NBA playoffs is the Utah Jazz. You like Utah? Eh, who the hell roots for the Utah Jazz? Play it, and it's in. She did it. You are a fan now of the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. One. Got it. All right, here we go. Oh, and you are a fan of the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks. You like the Bucks' chances? Uh, Yes, maybe. And she beats the buzzer. It's in. And you are a fan of the Denver Nuggets. Oh yeah. We got a crowd reaction. Look, everybody's involved. Oh, and he gets it in, he rolls it in. And the team you are cheering for is the Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls is cool. you cool with that? I'm cool with that. He's going with the layup, the underhand approach, oh. Oh, he cashed it. For the win, it's good. And you are a fan of the Golden State Warriors, nice. You like Steph Curry? No. Yeah, I'll take it, you can't go wrong with Steph. You're gonna do it. There it is, there it is. Your team for the NBA playoffs is going to be, Kirsten, the Minnesota Timberwolves.
3: For real? Is
1: you like their chances of winning an NBA title this year?
3: Oh my God, yeah.
1: Would you flip out over it? Oh yeah. Step back and for the championship.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, Ben, we're gonna we're gonna just you know we're gonna forget about that last closing shot from that. No one's gonna talk about your yeah. airball or anything in that Benny in the Betts episode though, right? But Ben, no. uh, there was uh, one team that we didn't yeah. hit the entire time we were out there. Ironically enough, it was the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, is that a sign? Is that maybe something in, in, in the atmosphere telling us that uh, Boston might walk away here, first-round
1: exit for Brooklyn? Are we taking the three-and-a-half points with the Seas tomorrow night inside the Barclays Center? If nobody, even in the streets of Manhattan, to their borough neighbor in Brooklyn across the river, want to back the Nets? Nobody wanted to hit a cup for the Brooklyn Nets? Maybe so, Fasano. Maybe we take the three and a half, also knowing that the Brooklyn Nets are 527-1 against the spread as a home favorite this year. The worst cover percentage at only 15.2% in all of the NBA. But maybe it's also because of what happened in Benny and the Betts.
2: Yeah, probably. I think Benny and the Betts is uh, starting to get a little uh, extra powers involved here with the NBA playoffs. But this isn't what we're all about here. We're all about producer picks, giving you winners here. Yeah. And our first pick today, we're going to go with, Ben, is Joe the Man intern, Joe, shout out to Joe Ooh. making those cups for Benny and the Betts. They looked great. People of New York really right. loved uh, the design we put on those red solo cups. But he's riding with Jimmy Butler today. The under 24 and a half points taken on the Hawks. I mean, he dropped 45 in game two. Uh, I think uh, Joe's leaning with a little opposite end of the spectrum here today against the Hawks. Ben, what do you think? Jimmy Butler under?
1: According to one of the graphics we had earlier, we've seen some movement here in these player prompts for tonight. Trey Young now at 27 and a half for Atlanta. His juice to the over. Jimmy Butler even on both sides. Minus 110 to the over and the under. Now down to 24 and a hook. So maybe the stat man a little bit behind the trend, but going with the trend that after 45, Jimmy comes back down to earth a little bit. I don't mind it, Joe Frizo. I don't mind it at all.
2: There you go. We got the Ben stamp of approval, Joe. Congratulations. He is the stat man. Maybe he knows something that we don't know, Ben. So he's riding with the Jimmy Butler under. I'm going to be riding on the other side of the court. We're going with the Hawks money line. I mean, if the Hawks go down 3-0 in the series, I think the Heat can pretty much wrap it up. So I think Atlanta maybe gets a little momentum back on their side. I do have a futures ticket with the Heat. So I'm kind of hedging a little bit, but not really because it is only the first round of the playoffs. But give me the Hawks money line and plus money, Ben. It's got to be a do-or-die situation for Atlanta.
1: Certainly so, and it's a sharp play by you, Faz, because of the idea that Atlanta has yet to cover in any of the 41 losses the Atlanta Hawks have suffered this year. So when they're getting points as an underdog and they're miserable as an underdog, you don't need to take the points. They just need to win the game outright at plus 106 that's when they cover and that's when they're profitable i like to look from you yeah
2: you know we gotta we gotta hedge all we can you know future faz is in full effect we gotta we gotta get Mm. those winners right you know what i'm saying ben so let's go to our guy jesse Metzger, our graphics producer he's going with steven Matz over five and a half strikeouts at minus 112 i mean the cardinals are taking on the reds reds are having a tough Season this year, Ben. So I think Mats can definitely hit this over. The former Met, I think we're seeing a little fandom there from our guy Jesse. I like it too. Shout out Stephen Mats, the former Met, Mets fan myself. Ben, give me the Stephen Mats over. I think I'll ride with Jesse on this one.
1: I was going to say that has to be a sympathy play for the former New York <laughs> Mets. I'm going to quickly do some handicap and a backup Jesse Metzger here to see what the Reds' K prop or K rate is against lefties to begin this young MLB season. And the answer is not actually all that great as I'm seeing it here anyway. Oh, fourth best, (laughs) never mind, sorry, Jesse, 27.4%. Fasano, as always, thank you. Don't think I missed that Broadway reference to Hamilton when we go to the streets of Broadway for Benny and the Betts. And please do not show our team captain, Kevin Walsh, for the Sports Grid Intermural Basketball League, that air ball of the final clip of Benny and the Betts, okay?
2: All right, I'll think about it, Ben. We'll see how the starting lineup uh, gets posted in the coming weeks.
1: Kevin Walsh will be our stretch three, or maybe a stretch four. He can do it all. That guy is incredibly talented. I just want to be the point guard, Kevin. If you're watching this still, know that I'm a pretty good floor general. At least, I try to be. That's what I try to do here on the show, is we welcome in expert guests like Evan Sideri, joining us next here to break down the Western Conference postseason outlook in the NBA. Stay with us on The Grid. Getting ready for a Friday night triple header around the association in the NBA playoffs. Right here, right now, on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM, Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens, now very pleased to welcome on from BasketballNews.com, a national NBA reporter, a frequent guest of this program. It is Evan Sideri, back here on a Friday TMA to focus on the three games that we have tonight in the nba and we begin in the western conference first and foremost though evan thank you for joining us here on the morning after
4: absolutely i always appreciate the time ben
1: evan the team you cover most closely because you live out in this region of the country is the phoenix suns and of course phoenix will be without devin booker tonight for game number three in new orleans potentially game number four and maybe for a longer stretch here in the western conference playoffs evan in your opinion what does Phoenix's outlook look like now without Devin Booker, a part of the lineup?
4: It's very much different just because we saw in game two how special performance Devin Booker was on pace for in that game. I was there covering the game, and I thought sitting in my seat on media Row, this could be a 50 or 60-point game we're going to see from Devin Booker. It was just absolutely amazing what Booker was doing against his Pelicans defense. Obviously, goes that middle of the third quarter. And probably out the next two or three weeks with that grade one hamstring strain. And now this series, I think, Mm. takes an interesting turn because CJ McCall and Brandon Ingram, they can score with anyone in the Western Conference. We saw it in game two, when both those guys get going, they can beat a good team at the Suns on the road. And I think this is a series now where without Booker, this is probably a six or seven game series, to be quite honest. I know this Suns team is very good without Booker, but we've seen in the playoffs already. When Booker sits, the Suns offense has not been great at all. Uh, The Pelicans have had a great defensive strategy against Chris Paul as well so far this series. So I think it's going to be a kind of a grinded-out series for Phoenix. I think eventually they win, but it's going to be a really tough series. This is actually, I think, a one where it's going to go six or seven games, to be
1: quite honest. Of course, you don't need the odds to let you know Devin Booker's impact on the Phoenix Suns. But if you look at the odds, you can see that impact and how drastically different this series now looks. Heading into game number two, Phoenix was a minus 3,500 favorite, to win the series outright against New Orleans. Now, after that game two loss for the Suns, it's minus 300 and at a loss without Devin Booker. And the spread tonight, Evan, is only one and a half in favor of Phoenix on the road in the Big Easy against the Pels. What adjustments do you expect Monty Williams and the Suns to make in the absence of Booker?
4: Yeah, it's interesting because we've already seen the Suns operate without Booker this year. He missed a seven-game stretch in December with a grade one hamstring strain. His other hamstring was his left, not his right. And the Suns went five and two in that stretch. A lot of it was around DeAndre Ayton getting a lot more touches offensively. So expect a big game tonight from DeAndre And He's usually a guy, I think, around that seven-game stretch. I think he hours 19 points and 12 rebounds mm-hmm. per game. So expect a big game from DeAndre in the rest of the series, especially tonight. Against the Pelicans. I I think Chris Paul steps up as well in an offensive role. And Cam Johnson as well. He's stepped up in the starting lineup when Booker's missed time before. And I think he's primed for a big game in this series tonight too, especially later on as well. He's one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA. And stepping into Devin Booker's starting spot with Mikael Bridges, I actually like that wing combination a lot tonight to kind of match up against his Pelican size.
1: Chris Paul's points prop tonight, 21 and a hook. DeAndre Ayton, 19 and a half. Mikael Bridges out right now as well, with 16 and a half out on the board, I should say. No points prop out just yet for Cam Johnson for game number three in New Orleans tonight. Again, Phoenix, a one and a half point favorite against the Pelicans. We talked about Devin Booker's impact for the series odds here in the opening round between Phoenix and New Orleans, and we can see that as well, Evan in the western conference odds board golden state up 3-0 over the denver nuggets in their opening round series have looked very impressive in all three wins covering in every game now a very short favorite in comparison at plus 120 the sun's now back by over a dollar and a half at plus 280. evan what do you make of this movement in the western conference odds board
4: it is wild just the the movement we've seen since the Devin Booker injury. Like you mentioned before, the minus favorite for the Phoenix Suns, the last time we talked last week in the Western conference. Now all of a sudden they're down plus two thirty. Now from a betting perspective, I always hit the money and run there with Phoenix, just getting this is probably the best mm-hmm. way you're gonna get on the Suns at this point, especially if they win tonight in New Orleans. I think they eventually win this series in six six games. So Devin Booker's probably get about a week of rest throughout the rest of the series and I just think the plus the Suns at plus 230 is just too good to pass up on right now because you see exactly how good the Suns team is and they're fully healthy. Devin Booker's a superstar player. I still think they're better than Dallas. I still think they're better than Golden State in seven-game series as well. Once Booker's fully yeah. healthy, he's, he's going to be back for the, that series in the West Conference Finals for sure, and he might be back later this series. So I think the Suns at that value there is too good to pass up as anyone looking to bet on those.
1: Evan Sideri, a national NBA reporter for BasketballNews.com, called this last week when he was on TMA. At the point, Phoenix was a plus 115 favorite to win the West before the NBA postseason got started in earnest. He said they're going to quickly flip to minus money. They did. They were minus 135 heading into game two against the Pelicans. Even yesterday, the favorites in the West on FanDuel plus 160. The Golden State Warriors were plus 170. This morning, though, tons of movement in the west the dallas mavericks now the fourth best price at plus 750 their odds improving because they're up 2-1 in their series against the utah jazz even without luka Doncic. so no luka as of right now no d book for the suns no chris middleton on the other side for the milwaukee bucks who are on the road as a two and a half point favorite against the bulls tonight evan what have you seen here in this postseason and some of those big injuries all across the association
4: yeah, it's been so unfortunate seeing all these injuries happen because we're missing out on just a lot of good potential series going on at the association. Still, the Dallas one has been great, even though Luka Doncic, Jalen mm-hmm. Brunson, have been in that bigger role. But I think if Luka was playing in that series, it might be 3-0 Dallas compared to 2-1 Dallas. And that just goes to show you just how bad it's been for Utah this series. But those other injuries, Scotty Barnes in Toronto, that completely changed the series around in favor of Philadelphia. If Barnes was healthy in that series, maybe it's tied in that series in Toronto instead of what it is right now. And also, Denver, I think it's unfortunate just the way without Denver playing with no Jamal Murray, no Michael Porter Jr. It's the exact same situation they went into last year against the Phoenix Suns with all these injuries piling up. Nicole Jokic still put up yeah. big numbers, but it doesn't even matter in the end. It's just unfortunate that's the way it's broken for the Nuggets this season. But those are the biggest injuries to me. I think Ben Simmons, him coming back in this series, will be very interesting to watch because I think kind of. Mixing him into the series against the Celtics, who are really good defensively, and we've already seen how good their wings can be with Tatum and Browning. It's a dangerous game for the Nets to play, bringing Ben Simmons into yeah. the series right now. But I think, honestly, they're going to have to do it. I mean, their they're back's against the wall.
1: It's so interesting when you look at what Ben Simmons might bring to this Brooklyn Nets team. Of course, he could add a huge component offensively and defensively against the Celtics as well, but he has never played as a Brooklyn net he has never played with Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving he hasn't played an NBA game since last June June of 2021 he is expected all based on reports to be back for game number four the Brooklyn Nets a three and a half point home favorite in game number three tomorrow night inside the Barclays Center in Brooklyn and to echo Evans point to not have MPJ to not have Jamal Murray even if Nikola Jokic goes out and gives you 37 18 and five there's only so much that one man can do. The Denver Nuggets down 3 nothing in that series against the Dubs. The Warriors a three-point road favorite in that opening line for Sunday inside the Mile High City. And when you look at things right now, yes, it's unfortunate that Denver is where they are with only Nikola Jokic really out there to give them life, but... The Golden State Warriors, Evan, on the other side have been incredibly impressive. Steph off the bench. Jordan Poole is emerging as a young star in the NBA. Klay Thompson hit six threes last night. And Draymond Green is looking like one of the best defensive stoppers in the association like we have become expected of seeing in Golden State. So how do you evaluate this Warriors team emerging out of their opening round series against the Nuggets and the rest of the way here in the West?
4: Yeah, I think Jordan Poole's development changes everything. This is just like the Warriors team that we saw in the beginning of the season that was dominating teams left and right. But the difference now is that Jordan Poole's fully confident. He's a 25-point-per-game scorer all of a sudden. Just, it's incredible still that he wasn't a most-improved player of the year finalist. But the way that Jordan Poole's playing around for the Warriors is just incredible to watch their offensive lineup. Their new version of the death lineup, so to say, with Jordan Poole, yeah. Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, and, and Draymond Green. I believe their offensive rating through three games is around 200 for uh, points per 100 possessions. It's absolutely incredible what that five-man lineup is doing. And if Jordan Poole's playing like this the rest of the postseason, uh, it's hard to envision why this Warriors team shouldn't be the favorites in the West. I mentioned the Suns. I'd still go in that direction with the plus money they have right now. But the way this Warriors team's firing on all centers are not, and I think there's a legitimate reason why the favorites now in the West because this offensive firepower are now Jordan
1: Poole development. It makes them almost completely unfair again. Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry, the new iteration, the trio of these Splash Brothers, scored 80 of the 118 for Golden State last night. And all three of those guys hit at least three threes in Clay Thompson had six there's a reason that golden state is not only the short favorite in the west at plus 120 but now the favorites evan by themselves more than two dollars a favorite ahead of the boston celtics in the nba championship odds plus 280 for golden state boston the second best price at plus 500 we're about halfway through this first round of the nba postseason evan as you look at those odds only about a minute left here how would you predict an nba championship series matchup at this point
4: I would go back to the well here. I would go Suns versus Bucks for round two. I'm still confident in that. I, I obviously the slippage hmm. early on between the Bucks and the Suns is not convenient, but from a betting perspective, now seeing the odds with the Bucks at plus nine fifty and the yeah. Suns at plus five hundred plus odds now, you got to take the money and run there, folks. I mean, those are two odds that I think honestly you're gonna see both these teams settle down a little bit, or see both these teams make a deep postseason run. And I'd still bet on both these teams out west and east to go out and make the finals here. I think that's great value for both those teams.
1: Evan, I would agree. I think the market's slightly overreacting to the injury losses in this first round if Chris Middleton for Milwaukee and Devin Booker for Phoenix can be back healthy later on in this postseason. Evan Sidary, a national NBA reporter for basketballnews.com, breaking it down for us on a Friday on TMA. Evan, have a great weekend.
4: Appreciate it, Ben. Thanks again for the time.
1: Plenty more from the NBA playoffs up next. three games in the NBA playoffs tonight so we continue our preview of it all and even a quick peek into the Saturday slate as well right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM channel 159. I am Ben Stevens now very pleased to welcome back onto the show it is Chantel Chan joining us once again from FanDuel to help us break down all the action around the association Chantel thank you for joining us here on a Friday on the morning after we're looking forward to a hopeful profitable weekend in the NBA.
3: Yeah, thank you guys for having me and there's gonna be some great games on the slate tonight so we should get right into it because the playoffs have been crazy so far.
1: They have been crazy. There's been some injury concerns that have flipped series odds on their head and that includes the Milwaukee Bucks and the Chicago Bulls tied at one game apiece in the series. We go to Chicago and the United Center tonight for game number three. The Bulls, a a two-and-a-half-point underdog, Chantel, against Milwaukee, who, of course, is playing tonight and maybe for a couple of weeks without Chris Middleton. What do you think that does for Milwaukee's chances, not only in game three, but for the rest of this series?
3: Losing Chris Mettleton is huge for the Bucks. I think this season they went 9-7 and seven without him. That is a huge loss for them. I'm looking at the odds, and I'm actually looking at the money line right now at plus 132. I think mm-hmm. Chicago gets it done. You look at what DeMar DeRozan has done. He went nine games this season in the regular season where he went... Back to back to back nine times over 30 plus games. He's going to have a huge game tonight. And I think this loss for the Bucs not having Middleton with this MCL sprain is going to be huge for them. I think they still end up winning the series, but I think right now Chicago has the momentum because if you look at that game one, that was a really close game as well for the Bulls. And I think they can go toe to toe with the Bucs, especially when they're losing one of their scorers.
1: The Bulls have not been great as an underdog all year just 13 and 23 against the spread but Chicago has now covered in both games booked as an underdog in this series the first two a double digit dog in Milwaukee this a two and a half point spread tonight in Chicago so to echo Chantel's point about DeMar DeRozan as well six games against Milwaukee this year two in the postseason four in the regular season 35 or more in half of those six games so why is DeMar DeRozan Nikola Vucevic and even Zach Levine so important for Chicago tonight Chantel if you think they can keep it rolling as an underdog
3: well you talked about those three right there I think when you think of Vucevic I think he's one of the most underrated centers in the league and Of course, him and DeMar have that history of playing together. And also the one guy that I think is such a key piece to this team is Alex Caruso. When he took that charge against Giannis in game two, it just shows all the things that he does that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. So this Bulls team definitely has firepower. And I'm just going to bring this up. I think if they had Lonzo Ball, if they had that perimeter defender, Mm. this series would be a little bit different, and I would actually be taking Chicago to beat them. I know that's crazy, I know that's wild, but they were having a great season before Lonzo went down as well, so it's really interesting, but I think DeMar has to have a big game, you mentioned Vucevic has to have a big game, and we're still waiting for that big game from Zach Levine as well, because you know he has it in him. He's a very streaky guy, but once he gets going, he's hard to stop, so it'll be very interesting tonight to see those three guys really step it up.
1: DeRozan's points prop tonight is 29 and a half. Giannis Antetokounmpo's points prop tonight is 34 and a half. An expectation based on the odds Chantel that Giannis has to pick up even more of the scoring burden without Chris Middleton in the lineup. How many points do you think Giannis has to score tonight? Does he have to go over that points prop for Milwaukee to stand a chance in Chicago?
3: Oh, he definitely has to go over those points props. And I think he gets it done. I think this season in 30 plus games, he had 30 points. So, you know, Giannis can do it. And I believe he had, you know, 30 and 10, at least 30 times as well this season. So he's been balling out for them or at least 24 times. So Giannis can get it done. And we've seen him step up before. The one thing about Milwaukee that I think is their Achilles heel. We kind of saw this last season, but then they quieted the haters when it came to the finals is what they shoot from the free throw line they're terrible from the free throw line 64 or 65 percent in both game one and game two that's going to come back to bite them but Giannis has to have more than a 34 point game tonight and I think he gets it done
1: Giannis 33 and 18 in the game two loss in Milwaukee for the Bucks. his rebounding prop tonight is 13 and a half a number He has gone over in both games so far, averaging 17 in this series. So, a Friday night triple header for sure. But we also look at the Saturday slate. In the best series, I think, so far in the early going of this NBA postseason, the two seed in the east, the Boston Celtics, against the number seven seed in the east, the Brooklyn Nets. And we go to Brooklyn tomorrow night inside the Barclays Center, where the Nets are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite against those Celtics what do you expect in game number three Chantel with the Nets down two games to nothing in the series
3: I think the Nets get it done you looked at that game too Kevin Durant went cold ice cold especially in that second half I can't remember the stat; was he must have been 0 for 10 at one point in that second half I don't think Kevin Durant has another game like that also Kyrie Irving disappeared Kyrie played in 29 games this season in 20 of those games he had more than 20 points so you're going to expect more from Kyrie Irving as well in this game I just don't see Kevin Durant having two back-to-back terrible performances. He knows that he has to play very, very well, and we might get a performance where we see KD go for more than 30 points tonight, but I would be rolling with the Nets in this one, and I would definitely take them, and they are the favorite for playing at home in this game, so I would definitely take the Brooklyn Nets over the Celtics, even though we've seen the Celtics play great defense, one of the best defensive teams in the league, and Jason Tatum having definitely an MVP season. We've seen him ball out, but I'm rolling with Brooklyn to win this one, so I would roll with them.
1: The only thing that scares me about laying points with the Brooklyn Nets at home this year inside Barclays Center, 527-1 and one against the number one booked as a home favorite. That's a cover percentage, just a tick, above 15% but the postseason might look a little bit different than the regular season for Brooklyn again a three and a half point favorite no points props out as of yet for game number three tomorrow night between Boston and Brooklyn but there are ways of attacking individual players on the FanDuel Sportsbook and Chantel Chan joining us here from FanDuel to have the highest points per game average in this series Jason Tatum has shorter odds than that of Kevin Durant Tatum is it plus 140 KD is it plus 185 KD only had 27 in game number two but he was 18 of 20 from the free throw line he will be expected to have a bigger performance in game number three as you alluded to Chantel so maybe we have some plus money opportunities on Kevin Durant so many great ways of looking at these series between Boston and Brooklyn and really across the NBA playoffs
3: I'm definitely putting my money on KD with that plus 185. He has to have a great game every game in order for Brooklyn to advance from this series and heading just far into the playoffs. KD can not have a dead game where he doesn't go for more than 30. And I think he's aware of that. You're not always going to get a game where Bruce Brown drops 20 points on you or Patty Mills has a great game. So you know that KD has to play very well as does Kyrie. So I love those odds there. And if you're looking at player props, that would be the one to take as Jason Tatum not bad either but I I would have to say that I think there's more pressure on Kevin Durant than there is on Jason Tatum because you know Tatum's had a lot of help this season as well with Jalen Brown with the Marcus Smart they played very good basketball but for the Brooklyn Nets you know that they're a high offensive team that struggles defensively at times so scoring is their best defense
1: Tatum 19 points in game number two along with 10 assists for a double double He had 31 in game number one. KD, 23 in game one, 27 in game number two. If you do the quick math, they have the same average right now at 25 points per game. I think if my math was correct right there. So Chantel is up in the Great White North in Vancouver. On the other side of the coast in Canada from Toronto, where game number four will be the setting tomorrow between the Raptors and the Sixers. Philly, of course, up three games to nothing, looking for the sweep tomorrow afternoon and Chantel the Sixers a three point favorite against the Raptors. Do you think Toronto can avoid the sweep on their own home floor?
3: I think Toronto avoids the sweep. I'm not even being biased at this point, I think they pretty much kicked themselves in the butt in that last game against philly they had the lead it just comes down to when you think about it the great season that toronto has had i don't think they get swept on their home floor in toronto i would have to take the raptors in this one and honestly they could have won that game against Philly it just comes down to who their closer is that's the biggest issue with the Toronto Raptors right now Cal Larry no longer with them he was their go-to guy but guys like Fred VanVleet has to step up Pascal Siakam they're not going to have Scotty Barnes so that's a huge loss but there are guys on this team that can hit a big shot and Gary Trent Jr. who has been great for them this season this is a guy that can go for 30 points that can go for 25 points so look to one of those guys to kind of be the X factor in this one. I just think with the season that they have, there's no way that Nick Nurse is going to let these Raptors get swept on their whole floor. I think it goes back to Philly and the Sixers win it in five.
1: So if you agree with Chantel and everything there, you can find some plus money. Toronto on the money line for game number four, plus 122. But then if Philly responds for the gentleman's sweep in five games in Philadelphia, that's plus 180 in the correct score market for this series on the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's great handicapping from Chantel, and it leads to a ton of plus money in those correlated markets. So, Phillies odds, Chantel, have gotten shorter to win the Eastern Conference. Now, the third best price at plus 390. The Boston Celtics are the favorites at plus 240, and the Miami Heat only 10 cents behind at plus 250. Miami, a a one-and-a-half-point road favorite tonight in Atlanta in game number three, against the Hawks this market has moved like crazy Chantel who do you think should be the favorite still to win the East
3: it's really crazy to me that the Miami Heat are still being slept on after having a great season. You see what they're doing against the Atlanta Hawks, a team that has offensive firepower and Miami right now definitely looks like the best team in the Eastern Conference. You look at their odds right now to head to the finals and they're kind of my favorite right now. They're sitting in that number one spot. Jimmy Butler put up a 45 piece on us the other night. This is ridiculous from Jimmy Butler. We're seeing playoff Jimmy right now get his. so. To me right now if you're looking at that value why not the miami heat because even though they are the number one seed in that eastern conference they're still being slept on they have so many weapons we haven't actually even seen a great game from cal lowry in the playoffs yet as well so this is a team that's only going to get better defensively one of the best teams in the league so i like the miami heat there
1: I think that's some good value on Miami, whose odds have grown shorter and shorter despite being the number one overall seed and really had that wrapped up for the final month or so of the NBA regular season. A small mistake on my end. I said plus 240 for Boston. It's plus 230. Miami plus 240, not plus 250. Ten cents shaved off that value, but still value on the Miami Heat, who are minus 1600 as a series favorite against the atlanta hawks Chantelle chan joining us here on a friday on the morning after helping us preview the triple header tonight in the nba and even some games on the saturday slate as well Chantelle, thank you so much for your time and have a wonderful weekend
3: thanks so much for having me and enjoy the games
1: a triple header in the nba tonight only one game out in the western conference with the favorites to win the west for most of the nba regular season now, Phoenix no longer the favorites. The Suns at plus 280, over a dollar and a half behind the Golden State Warriors, were the favorites to win the West at plus 120. Is this a market overreaction and can we find value on Phoenix tonight? Find out next in our best bet on the morning app.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Let's send you into a profitable weekend here as we round out a week in a Friday edition on the morning after on sports grid sirius xm channel 159 the home for sports grid radio on sirius xm all across the sports grid network i am ben stevens it's another day in the nba playoffs which means we have three more games on the board in one game out in the western conference with the phoenix suns in new orleans tonight the suns a one and a half point road favorite against the pelicans no devin booker a part of the phoenix lineup for either game three tonight or game four, part of three games on this Friday night. The Heat, a road favorite in Atlanta. The Bucks, a road favorite in Chicago. And the Suns, a road favorite in the Big Easy. That's our focus. So before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, it's time for another NBA Playoff Best Bet. It is time for Bye, Bye, Bye. Is the market overreacting to the lack of of Devin Booker for the Phoenix Suns tonight of course you cannot overestimate the impact that Devin Booker has on this Phoenix team he had 31 points in a single half in game number two before leaving with that hamstring injury in the third quarter but Phoenix this year eight and six straight up without Devin Booker I think Phoenix has enough talent and depth to overcome the absence of D book tonight and they're only laying a point and a half it seems like a market overreaction to me for the Suns at basically a pick'em price on the ro- road in New Orleans. Phoenix this year 16 and 13 against the number as a road favorite. New Orleans only 11 and 15 when booked as a home underdog. Chris Paul picks up the scoring. DeAndre Ayton gets more involved. Even maybe Mikhail Bridges over 16 and a half points. Another way to look at it. I think the Suns are just a better and more deep team. I think Monty Williams makes his adjustments, and it's only a one-and-a-half-point spread. I'll lay it with Phoenix on the road tonight against the New Orleans Pelicans. That's it for this week here on the morning after on Sports Grid. Each and every weekday, 9 a.m. until 11 a.m. Eastern time. I'm Ben Stevens. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody, and we'll talk on Monday.